Welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. And Jeremy, we are in October and we are doing horror slash thriller slash whatever you want uh, month, you would say. All all movies. All crazy horror movies. But well, we are doing a ghost series. Yes. And you seem to be ghosting me after I, I, I did all that introduction. <laughs> Is that right? That was, that was exactly right. You, you had me... Yes, you had me dead to rights. I, I, I knew that. I knew that. So uh, we uh, started our series off with uh, the, uh, brilliantly with the uh, woman in the white, right? Yes. Uh, w- two w- woman in what? Black woman in black. Yes. What am I thinking? Woman in white. That's a, that's a There's whole. There's a lady thing. in red. Lady in mm-hmm. red. And she's dancing with me cheek to cheek. Uh, but we are doing um, the 2006 sequel to The Grudge, The Grudge Two. Based on the Japanese uh, movies, right? Yes. Uh, what are those called? Juon. Juons, yeah. The Juon series, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we decided that we were going to tackle on The Grudge 2. This stars uh, Amber Tamblin. Uh, also stars Sarah Michelle Geller for about two minutes. Um, it does. It does. It's true. And uh, and those are pretty much... Oh, uh, Jennifer Beale. Jennifer Beals, yeah, yeah, she, she's in there. Yeah, not, she is not no leg warmers, no leg warmers, no. but she is a maniac. She is a maniac dancing on the floor. Oh, oh, oh. This, uh, of course, uh, this movie was directed just like the first movie. It was directed by the director of the uh, Juwan movies, so he's directed all these. Uh, so he's directed the Japanese versions of them. Uh, and now he's directed the um, American versions of them. Um, there's a possible talk for a reboot of these movies. He's not doing those. Um, the guy needs to do something else. Don't be just rehashing this. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. no. Like, d- right. you know, he d- Takashi Shimizu can't put his whole career on. Right. You know, with this one. Did well, he do? Did he do The Grudge 3? Uh, yes, I think he did. Uh, he might have. I don't know. I think he. I think he did. I don't know. I have to look that one up. Uh, but there was a uh, you know that time and place back in the uh, the early to mid aughts you would say where the Japanese had the corner uh, of uh, uh, pale looking girls in uh, raggedy clothes with uh, long black hair that will cover their eyes. You know you would say right. Yes. They yeah. had that. They had that that market. Mm-hmm. And they were churning them out like anything. Oh, yeah. With uh, Ring and uh, The Grudge. Yeah. And Premonition was and another pre- one. Yes. There you go. That too. Um, and, and honestly, like, the Juon series to me is better than The Grudge one. Sure. Uh, just like Premonition is better than, uh, well, the, the Japanese, I can't remember what it was called. In was, that the, was that the Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. movie? Okay. I got, gotcha. And it was better in the yeah. original. And the same thing with, like, Ringu, too. Sure. It was better than Ringu. Yeah. Um, but the, for some reason, these were, like, uh, we were we were all about uh, Americanizing the Japanese because they were tackling on horror. They were, they were challenging horror movies in in, uh, in a different way back then. Yeah. And um, which seems, not, not the Japanese versions, but the American versions seem a little watered down, a little outdated nowadays. You well, would say so? I think there's... The, we, we were more about like jump scariness. Yeah. And we talked about this last time yeah. too. Like we were, we very much focused on like the jump scare aspects of it. And, uh, I always thought that like, like, uh, 
Juan, I thought was much more like subtle in its horror. It seems to be. I've never seen him. I've seen bits and pieces. Like uh, what I mean is I've seen clips here and there. Yeah. Um, and I'm always like tensed yeah. when I watch him. You know what I mean? Um, there's a couple moments in this movie where I didn't feel tense. Everyone walks. I was telling you this when we were watching this movie. Everyone walks into a room very slowly in these movies. They do. Like, yeah. deliberately slow, like when they don't need to be walking slow. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've yeah. never met anyone who walks into a room slow like that. Like, I'm, I'm, where are my keys at? Gotta go. Boom, boom. I'm out the door. Yeah. Well, and where are the keys? Oh, let me walk slowly. Into well, the and I also, I also think it works like better in like, of course, the originals, but then like in right. the, the, the first one, I think it works better too because it's like suspense is building. Like, right. and by this point, we kind of know what's going on, so you either need to make it less jump scary and make it more subtle, like to where the slow walking through rooms makes more sense, right? Or you need to do it like. Fast moving right. and jump scary. Now, just like the uh, the first movie, this movie um, has basically like three different kind of... Well, not three. This movie itself has three different uh, stories that are kind of interwoven. And I yes. mean, the first one kind of... I, I'm trying to remember the first one because it, it's honestly been since it was in the movie theater since I watched it. Not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just one of those things that like I didn't watch over and over again. Yes, no, I'm the same Not way. Not as much as The Ring. I think The Ring I watched more. Yeah. Because that was more of a big phenomenon than, say, this movie. Like, the, the, the Grudge series. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Like, the... Uh, but there's, there's three stories that get interwoven in this. There are. Which is fine. Like, I'm fine with that aspect of it. And we'll get to the three stories. Here in a moment, but I just kind of wanted to generalize what was going on. Do we have a plot synopsis for this movie? Uh, I do. I do. I have a quick summary of it. Oh, there you go. Well, summary, plot synopsis. You, okay. you say potato, I say onion. Well, the plot synopsis is pretty big. Yeah. But the summary is pretty short. So, um, oh, okay. Three That's interwo- why I said onion. <laughs> three interwoven stories about a terrible curse. A young woman encounters a malevolent supernatural force while searching for her missing sister in Tokyo. I mean, a high school prank, prank goes horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. A, woman a woman with a deadly, with a deadly secret, secret moves into a Chicago, Chicago apartment, apartment building. I have the same IMDb page. Pull oh, up. good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank no, you. No, you'll ruin all my secrets. Oh, no. IMDb secrets. <laughs> Currently, um, you can rent this movie, but you can also watch it on the fabulous Crackle. Uh, there's a reason why they call it Crackle because I think it does crackle when it does stream because sometimes uh, the streaming service of Crackle isn't necessarily up to par with uh, some of the other streaming services. Yeah. Um, and what I mean is like it's just kind of pixelates a little bit sometimes. And that's fine. Whatever. Um, kind of added on to more of the thrill of this movie, you would say. <laughs> Yeah, hey. yeah. I thought that so. she was getting taken out, and then I would yeah. realized it was no, it was not. Uh, but before we go any further, we are part of the No Phony Podcast Network, and that's all I gotta say about that. But you want to say more about that, don't you, Jeremy? About the No Phony Podcast Network? What do I want to say about the No Phony Podcast Network? I guess only that uh, it is the home of independent awesomeness. Uh, it is a ragtag bunch. Uh, of podcasters who get together and uh, would go through and just kind of support one another, talk things through, 
Um, right now, uh, we have a feature with uh, the uh, talking cod swallop uh, with Gemma and crew. Gemma. Uh, I love Gemma. They had their uh, two-year anniversary just recently. So, Gemma. Uh, they have some best ofs from the episodes and some guests and things like that. So definitely give that a listen. Mm-hmm. Do that. Indeed. And uh, thank your earbuds later, right? As That's I true. always like to say. That's true. Uh, back to The Grudge 2. Back to our ghost movies, you would say. Again, we said the director was the same director from... Uh, I can't pronounce his name. You're better at pronouncing mm-hmm. uh, Japanese names or... Is it Asian name? I mean, is this guy Japanese? I think he's Japanese, right? He's Japanese. Yeah. How do you pronounce his name? Uh, Takashi Shimizu. Yes, that guy. <laughs> um, you know, he's he's very interesting. I kind of uh, there's bits and pieces of this movie that I liked. There's a lot that I didn't, mm-hmm. but uh, I will get to uh, that when we when we talk. But let's talk about the uh, the, the cold open, shall we? Yes, oh, let's. This movie. Cold open starts with uh, Jennifer Beale. She's cooking, um, looks like breakfast, yeah, for her husband, and she's burning the bacon, yeah, and, and, uh, and he just sounds verbally abusive. Yeah, he sounds like he's a verbally abusive person. We don't know what's going on. Sounds like she's been cheating on him, um, and it sounds like uh, she's just been out all night. He gets mad. So she just dumps the oil on because he's like, you can't, you can't even make. Breakfast, correct. Yeah. Dumps the oil on him and then hits him over the head with a frying pan and then fade to black. And then we get our credits for The Grudge 2. Yes. And it's just The Grudge 2. There's no colon for mm. that. No. Which uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And they they do a little bit of expository right. thing where it talks about like it's the famous line where it's like, um, you know, when somebody dies in like the throes of rage. Yeah. You know, this curse yeah. is born, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, like, this, the spirit just kind of sticks around there and keeps building. It's, to me, this is like a supernatural cold open. Yeah. Like, for the TV show, Supernatural, yeah. in a way. You know, you're like, oh, what's going on? We'll find out, because it's going to say 12, 12, uh, whatever. Even though it doesn't, but it's like, oh, 12 hours before. Whatever. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, then our movie starts. Uh, we are actually in Japan. Greg, we're in Tokyo. And we're following three girls from the, uh, the one of the schools in Tokyo. Yeah, it's like an international school. Like an international school. Yeah, correct. Because they are speaking, you know, American or English. English. Some people yeah, say. Some people Not American, them. Brad. Yeah, speak American. It's just so ingrained in our culture that, like, it's like when someone says American, then I'm just like, ah, damn it. Don't say that. Yeah. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> So they're speaking English and, uh, you know, which is good for us because then we don't have to read the movie and uh, accessible for uh, American audiences. So, ha, huh, great. So there's a new girl. They think she's a new girl, right? But she's actually been there for about. Yeah, she's been there for like six months. Which is crazy that you're like, hey, aren't you new? Usually, you know, when there's new people like at a school, right? Yeah. So I think they're just being, they're just being what, mean girls. Yeah, they're just being, just being mean plastics. Girls. Yeah. Yeah. And so like uh this poor girl is uh yeah, she's she's wanting to fit in. She yeah. wants to be part of the group. Um but you know, of course they've treated her like crap. Um but they've invited her to go hang out with them. Right. Uh and where of course are they taking them? 
The murder house. The murder house. The, so the house from the first movie that Sarah uh, Michelle Geller was in, right? Yes. 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 Uh, by the way, Sarah Michelle Geller, not related to Ross Geller. I found that out. You mean you know the, the fictional character, Ross Geller? Yeah, they're not related. You didn't know they weren't related, though. Right. I know that, but, you know, who knows? I just want to make sure that people realize Ross Geller isn't a real person. It, it's good to, you know, educate people, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, they, they say, hey, this is the, the most haunted house in uh, in Tokyo or Japan. Yeah. I just I think they said Tokyo. I don't think there's... No, they said all, all of Japan. Did they say all of Japan? Yeah, because it... I thought, yeah, yeah. It, it's all of Japan. So they go they go in there, you know, they convince the new girl to go in there. And well, and, and you see the house, it's really disheveled, like mm-hmm. all the leaves are off the trees, like everything is just trash. Yeah, it's cold. Place. You can tell it's like, well, it's like disheveled, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something, something has happened in the past. And um, they... Uh, they convince uh, the new girl to uh, what, go in this kind of closet area. Yeah, it's it's the um, the way up to the attic. The way up to the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's where she <clears throat> thinks she sees something and freaks out. Yes. Some again, the whole pale face kind of girl with the long hair falling in her eyes. Yeah, comes Ariako or Kayako. Yes, and then um, actually. Is it? Because at the end, I thought that was maybe, you know, spoiler alert, I don't want to give it away, but I thought that was Amber Tamplin's character towards the end. Oh, was it? Yeah, it looked like Amber Like when oh, they do, that makes when sense, have, yeah. When they do the flashbacks at yeah, the end, then it was probably like, was, was Amber Tamplin's character? Because it looked like her. Oh, yeah, probably. So then. I'm like, well, that's cool. Well, that's how it happens, like in the, right. the first movies. In the Juan and the Grudge. Like right. So that's see, what I was thinking yeah. that, that, you know, because these are all connected, but they're out of yeah. order in a way, which is fine to do. I'm okay with that. But at least make your story interesting enough to keep me elevated for, well, there's a lot, there's a lot of filler in here. And there's, again, jump scares that are supposed to like, yeah, you know. On, honestly, the time jumps, because with the interwoven parts of this, to me, that's like the only thing that kept me really that that's interested pretty much in the it. The most interesting part of the movie for me is the fact that this is this is you know told out of order, yeah, and done in a, in a fine way. Don't get me wrong. Yes, as far as the structure of of the story itself, but yeah. when we get into the meat and potatoes of it, it's a little boring. Well, because you're left to contextual clues to figure out like when things are happening right. and in what order, right? Um, and so that keeps you guessing. Yeah. So like when, anything when, else, it's, just, it's very... When Amber Tamblyn's character goes to look at the house... Which is, that's what there. I wanted to get. I actually just wanted to set up all three different stories <clears throat> okay, yeah, first and then, and then go there. So then when... Uh, so our next story is uh, in... Wait, no, they're not in Chicago. She's in California. She she meets her sister... Or her mom on her... Yeah. Looks like a deathbed to me. Yeah, I think she's, she's sick. She's, she's got some sick of dying and says problem. that your sister um, has been in an accident... In Tokyo, mm-hmm. and so um, you fly over there and find out what, what what's you know going on. So she she flies over there, and we realize that her sister is Sarah Michelle Gellar's character from the first movie. Yes, she goes there to um, see if everything's okay, and she realizes there's something weird and up with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. This is a cameo, much like uh, when we when we did uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. We kind yes. of get that character that's left over, that final girl that's left over 
from the first movie. So it did kind of remind me of that. So like as far as not having Sarah Michelle Gellar really in this movie, it's fine that they didn't do that. Yeah. And they just had her here to kind of connect the movies. Yes. But then also continue to have a good story. Right. No, I I completely agree. And actually, it reminds me of like they do that in Final Destination too. Sure, as, as like well. that like, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they bring back the one gal who, basically, it's very similar. They find her, I think, in a sanitarium right. or whatever it is. So yes, there's a um, there's a gentleman at the hospital who is actually a reporter that's been reporting about uh, this house or this these weird circumstances that have been going on with this house mm-hmm. for about three years. Um, that actor is played by uh, Edison Chen. Yes. And uh, Edison Chen is, was a very famous um, Hong Kong actor. Um, the funny thing about this movie is this movie debuted the same weekend. Um, well, actually, I don't know if it was the same weekend as The Departed in the United States, but it took the number one box office over The Departed. So that makes sense. But uh, uh, Edison Chen was actually in in Internal Affairs, which is the Hong Kong movie that uh, The Departed is based on. Nice. So that's interesting enough. Also, Edison Chen, I said, uh, was a famous uh, Hong Kong actor. He got into some trouble. There's a photo scandal with this guy. Really? I just was reading before we went on air, which is quite scandalous. And in fact, in Hong Kong, um, outside of around that time, which was... 2008 um, search engines in Hong Kong it was pretty much the top two searches were Obama and Edison Chen really yeah, that's how bad it was so and then later on he also had some um, some problems with uh, underage an underage oh, girl no. yeah well 16 and yeah but uh, hey but we're talking about the grudge which maybe he had a grudge with uh everyone hating him but who knows um so he gave up acting what <laughs> so he gave up acting for a while and then he went back to acting for a little bit and then that, that other scandal hit and i think he hasn't done anything since which um is i think terrible actually i'm okay with him were you actually okay with him yeah he was a fine I actor actually thought he was a fine actor mm-hmm. you know as far as the international actors are concerned in this yes movie, very much so. he's the best one well he's you he's know. also born in british columbia Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, so we have that story, and then we have the story of the uh, the family, Jennifer Beale's family. Yes. Moving into a new apartment or whatever, or yeah. they're, they're it's kind of uh, they're building a family. Yeah. Um, the the stepmother is moving. Yeah, in. she's a stepmother of of this family in Chicago. Yep. So, and then freaky stuff is happening in this apartment complex. And uh, some people keep seeing weird stuff in this apartment complex in Chicago. So those are our three kind of stories that are kind of interwoven in The Grudge. Now, I wanted to talk to you about kind of just the different stories, which ones you liked and what worked with each story and what didn't. Yeah. So uh, uh, I want to start with the one. Here's the thing. Like, I liked parts of them in a way more than the other ones. Um like, for instance, my least favorite part are the girls in the school. Really? Yeah. There, it's something about the girls in the school that I found. No, actually, that's not my least favorite. My least favorite is the Chicago family. Really? Yeah. 
the Chicago family kind of because it's it's very disjointed to me. There's a lot that's left up to interpretation, and there's a lot of open-ended questions that I kind of was like, I need to know what's going on a little bit here to get a conclusion to the movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Since since that's where it's going. Yeah. But for me, that was kind of, yeah. I think that was kind of, yeah. I think you're going to say the Amber Tamblyn stuff. Yes. Was probably the weakest. and But see, I think that you... What I mean the weakest, I don't think... I think you're right, is the weakest. But I think it's the better acted of all of them, in my mm. opinion. But that's just me. And I hit myself. Are you all right? Go ahead. What, like, what are you going to say? My God, it's the grudge. It's Kayako. <laughs> it's um, no, I, I think Amber Tamblyn's part is the worst. It's the most boring. I'm, I don't like Amber Tamblyn anyway, so like... She bores the shit out of me. So, like, I with her part, I just was like, Ugh, okay, I get it. Um, it's also like I, the beginning of the story. If you're going to dissect the story, it's like the beginning yes, of the story. Yes, it is. It is actually so the So, it's almost part. like almost it's the thing that kind of has to kick it off. Yes, it does. So, it's, it's kind of the boring part anyway. Yeah. If well, you're going to do the, you know, if you're going to just put it linear. Yeah, if, if you're looking at it. That, very, like, I think that she acted it well, even though you don't like her. She did a fine job doing that. Do you know what I mean? I think so. I, I would disagree. disagree with that. But well, um, I I don't like her acting in general. So I sorry, didn't say that I liked her acting. I just said that like, and I don't know why we're we're getting angry over Amber, Amber Tamblyn. But I'm just saying, like, as like you like her over Jennifer Beals in this movie. What? No. Okay. I'm saying Amber Tamblyn's the worst. You said, oh, you didn't say she was the worst. No, Amber Tamblyn is terrible. <laughs> but you like her over Jennifer... You don't like her over Jennifer Beals. No, I'd rather have Jennifer Beals. Okay, whatever. I thought she was awful in this movie. Jennifer Beals? Yes. Really? Yes. I mean, she's not the greatest part of it, but she's... I thought she was better than Amber Tamblyn. We're going to hold a grudge. Me and you right now are holding a grudge over this. Like, like I over said, the grudge. I just, since I dislike Jen, just, uh, Amber Tamblyn in general, I... I would take Jennifer Beals over. Well, okay, so I've been talking the most here. You tell me what's your favorite what's what's your favorite story of the three stories? Honestly, I like the Chicago story. I don't not like the Chicago story. Well, and I think it's I think I, it's because it's the one that the way they tell it to me is interesting. So like the the other two parts, and like most movies, you're getting the story from like the center of it right yeah. like your character is the central point of that story our family in the the chicago story really isn't if you think no, about it they're not it's not about them it's like we're watching characters who are on the peripheral they're they're just feeling the effects of somebody else's story right and everything that we see happening is happening the same way like I like she has her friend George or whatever or whatever the gal's name is there she has a friend who helps them move in and at one point uh Lacey uh the daughter goes up there and she's like talking to her friend and her friend is just like chugging a, a half oh, gallon I of milk I hated that I hated that scene getting, but it was oh was but it was awful. it was like what the fuck is going on I didn't need to know what was going on I was just like ee that's creepy I, but but I, I get that you don't need to know what's going on for that, and that's fine. 
But what like I need to know at least some of the point. Why is chugging water like like milk and then puking it back out creepy? It's not. No, it's, it's just stupid. because it's a it's a weird thing you do. So people like you can't drink you know a gallon of milk. You'll right. just throw it up automatically. Right. And so like doing something that's bizarre and self destructive. If it's like you see the same thing with in the, across the Chicago storyline, you see the change in like. Uh, the Tish and whatever the dad's name is, uh, I can't the remember. Generic, generic actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill, T- Trish and Bill. Yeah. Very much in love when they get there. The daughter's happy to see Trish. Uh, you know, the son is fine. Like I just everybody think that these are things we've seen Jake. over and over again in a horror movie. And I just think that they're just so overdone. I, I think it's because we're seeing it from the peripheral. Like, we are not the central focus of the story in the Chicago storyline. We are we are I, watching. Oh, I totally agree. We are watching the side effects of something, yeah. and I thought that was an interesting approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's face it: if you played these, I think there's two ways to do this because I I really love the time jump aspect of all of this, but like, if you there's there's sometimes you can do it right and sometimes you can't. And I, I, as much as I like the time jump aspect, and I think it adds to the movie for me personally. No, not for I know me. it doesn't for you, but for me personally, it yeah. does. Um, it's not the strongest use of it. Like, right, that's what I mean. So, like, if I watch, if I watched uh, Pulp Fiction sequentially, right? Right. I think the story is the story. Individual stories are strong enough for me to go, oh, cool, okay. Like, I still get what's going on. It makes sense. I could still enjoy it, whatever. I think if you unwound these and just ran them sequentially, that I would be even more bored with it. Oh, I would be because bored the with stories it. aren't that fantastic. I mean, they really aren't. Um, and so, like, I, you know, like I have to consider that that like you're using it, but it's kind yeah. of masking some Here's some what real I think about the three the three stories, issues. Okay? So the three stories I believe, and I think maybe you might agree with this a little bit, is that the girls are kind of like the, your t- traditional horror, right? And the Amber Tamblyn character is more of the kind of detective thriller as the aspect yes. of it, and the um. The third part, the Chicago people are kind of the weird twin pixie kind of like obscure kind of miss of that you get in horror movies, right? Yeah. And the reason why it did not work for me in Chicago is because I needed it to be even weirder than that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I think it could have stood to be weirder. That's why I don't like it because I'm like, if you're going to do that, go balls to the wall. Like, do it. Make it an art house horror flick. And you can you can just bang this out, like out of the park by doing it that way. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And by having these three different stories, I, I feel like you just don't know what you you want your horror movie to be. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like what I'm what I'm saying is like when I say that there's bright parts in each one of these, I think there is a bright part in the Amber Tamblyn character's uh, story. There is that moment where she does talk to her mom over the phone, where she's just like, you know what, you don't get to talk to me like that anymore. I think that was a great moment for well, Amber yeah, Tamblyn. It it's a wonderful acting moment for Amber Tamblyn, for a, 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 an actor that you might not like very well, but she's, she does it very well. I think any actor could probably do it, don't get me wrong, but I think that that was more of a subject that maybe you could build a horror movie around 
like nowadays you get horror movies that are kind of more socially based and I feel like that was more of like the Amber Tamlin's character that we keep seeing more and more nowadays as yep. far as more grounded in reality and I feel like the Chicago people are less grounded in, in, in reality horror movie and more stuck in where we were in 2006 to where we have that really really weird stuff mm-hmm. where I'm mm-hmm. like Ugh, just go for it you know yeah I don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. And I guess that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I don't like Amber Tamplin as an actor. I think she's actually funnier as a, as a person than she is as an actor. I, I will say I think she does better in comedy than she does it. Agreed. Agreed. I personally like her better in comedy than right. drama. Like, mm-hmm. I could maybe take that. But, like, to me, she was just a very weak person for this. Not, not weak person, but, like, I think the role could have been done better if they right. had somebody who was, like, Maybe a little stronger in that dramatic piece yeah. than there are Amber moments Campbell. when you're like when you are watching her and you're like you're Sarah Jessica Parker light or not Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar light. Yeah, you know basically. what I mean. You really are. Yeah, you know. So like you are a generic version, and I get that, and I go, I know what you're saying. So yeah. there is some commonality with that. So yeah, I'm really. So is that what you were talking about with the Chicago part? You know, and like that's what I meant. Like, I don't think it's a bad, I don't think it's a bad section of story. Mm-hmm. I just wanted it to be even more creepy well, than what it I was. Would have, I would have liked to have more of. Um, so one of the things I liked about the original movies was when, like, uh, when it comes to the part where all of a sudden, like, all the ghosts are busting out and they're like crawling down and stuff. I would have loved to have seen a apartment building full of these people who've been yeah. taken by the ghosts, basically just all swarming on them. Like, to me, that would have upped the freakiness. Agreed. That would heighten the situation even further and made it weirder and fun to me. There's, there's a fun part of this that's missing. This isn't a fun movie for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no funny. It's not funny at all. You know? Yeah. It takes itself too serious in parts, and I think I think that you could have lightened that a little bit with the Chicago I, part. I would have rather, and maybe it's a testament to like the Americanization of it, too, right? But like the whole like addition of Kayako's mother, where now we had to like we had to explain what is going on. Yeah, that's we can't just mean. trust that there's haunting. We have to explain that there's like magic and like. She had concentrated darkness. I agree. Inside of I her. hate that part of of Amber Tamblyn's story. Yeah, and Amber Tamblyn, like, really, like, at one point where she just kind of like backs away and like walks out of there, and I was like, "Yes, we should all be doing that. Yes, right we should now. be doing that. Yes, run, Amber Tamblyn, run." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with that. Um, let's talk about like uh, some of the the. I guess you would call them deaths. I mean, it's this. These movies are so weird to me, where they get sucked into a mirror or they get sucked into a photograph and I'm like where do they go do they die do they then come back as ghosts themselves which we later on see that they kind of do yeah you know in a way and so I'm just like why and also like we're doing a lot where we're it's just someone behind our character with their hands yes pulling them back and that's not creepy to me yeah I think it like could it have was been. But now that we know it and we've seen it, yeah, I would it's say it's done. Um, I think it's so. Like in the the Grudge, when like the hand comes out of the back of her head, 
Yes. I think that's creepy. They did the shower scene in this one again where, like, she just had more hair coming out, like, mm-hmm. that wasn't hers. And I was like, what? Um, but you're also like, it's just the this, this same as the first movie. They, well, and, like, some of that stuff, granted, like, some of that stuff I think is creepy. Like, think of, like, think of, like, when you're doing something and you feel like, you know, just an errant nerve goes off and you feel yeah. like somebody's touching you, even though there's nothing there. You know, it's just like your imagination runs wild. Yeah. And I think that's what's great about that creepy piece of it is like, oh, my God, like, you know, like, oof, that gives me chills because I've, you know, if you feel a random breeze, you feel something, something brushes up against you and you're like, what was that? You know, like you you can be spooked mm. out by those things. Sure. But I think the part that like they do it so much. Yes. Like and the one that I was just like was uh, at the very end. Oh, my God. So like okay, so they do this over and over. We're like all of a sudden there's somebody there. They're touching you. They're whatever. Right. Get it? Like I can imagine being creeped out by that. But then like uh, it's the very end. Yeah. Is alright if I go ahead and say this part? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. It's the very end. Uh, the boy. Um, what the hell was his name? Jake. Um, Kudos for that kid, by the way. That kid was actually really good. I thought that kid did an excellent job. His name is Matthew Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this I thought isn't he the did. first thing he's done either. He, he, yeah. he had done stuff before that and after that. Yeah. But has uh, I think 2014 is the last thing he did something. Yeah, it was. Cheaper by the dozen. He was in those movies. Yep, he was. Uh, in The Haunting Hour and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, he... Uh, so uh, the uh, the person is... about the hoodie thing? Yes. Yeah. So he, he, the very first day, or like after his stepmom moved in, he wakes up and he hears somebody like talking in the hall who's just like, you know, out of it. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. Well, it's um, the neighbors. They have somebody in like a hoodie who they've brought back and they look pissed. Like he's like, are you guys OK? And they just look at him. He's like, okay. So they get them. He goes back to bed. Over time, you see this person in the hoodie and you never see their face, which means it's probably somebody who ties into something else, like pretty obvious from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, we learn at the end uh, that it's Allison uh, who was uh, the the girl who basically was one were, of the girls from yeah, the, who got away in the school. Japan. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> we again, though, but like we knew that. Well, right, right. We kind of but, thought that, like, that's what yeah. It was, well, we right? were just like, yep, it's her. Yeah. Um, also, because she's very tall. Yes. And she was still there very is a tall. Way, like her shape, there's a shape of, yeah. about her that's different than the yes. girls. Um. And so when she gets to, or when he's like, you know, you, what did you bring here? What did you do? And like he's upset because, like, by this point, Lacey, who just walked in ahead of him. He finds his dad dead. He goes to see where Lacey is because she went to went to like the bathroom to check, you know, because she heard something. Lacey's been drowned. Yeah. And then his stepmom, basically her ghost pops up. So, you know, she's gone. And so he runs out there and the girl, uh, Allison's freaking out. He's like, what did you bring here? What did you do? You brought something with you. She's, of course, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They followed me. And then he looks and you see, like, in the dark space of her hoodie, her hoodie, you can see, like, the little boy looking out from behind that. Stupid. 
Like I'm like I agree. So he's in Stupid. your he's in your fucking the hood of your hoodie now, and he's <laughs> small. He's tiny in the hood um, of your hoodie. Like if you can do that, why didn't you just do that the whole time? Just yeah. grab her from the hoodie. Yeah, the whole time. And then and then it's just like she goes what, and it grabs her face, and it goes. And oh, she's just yeah, like, and she just disappears, like disappears that. in the hoodie, and he Terrible. picks it up like, what the fuck? Going to tell you that there was an alternate ending to this movie. Actually. Oh, was there? I, I watched, uh, you were upstairs, I watched it, and it's actually, um, the girl comes from, like, creepy down the stairs, like she does in the yeah. first movie, so she creepily comes down the stairs, and then um, slowly kind of comes towards them. So it's everything everything from before, There's not there's not really that many flashbacks, we see who it is. And she comes down, and then it looks like she's going to grab them, and then it just fades to black. That's all it is. Yeah. So there's no pop, and there's no like weird yeah. ending. But obviously, Jason, the kid, uh, we assume survives. Jake. The, yeah. you're Jake. I'm sorry, Jake, the kid, because yeah. he's in Garage Three. Yeah. Which, uh, sure, whatever. Sure thing. Sure thing. That's fine. Um. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about, like this movie? Before getting into the, our five questions, uh, I mean, I mean, it's really kind of not, you know, like there. yeah. I mean, it, we pretty much talked about. It. I it, to me, it's weird. Like, how do you feel about? Because obviously, this opens it up for things afterwards. But how did you feel about them being like they kind of changed the rules part of the way? I mean, because the series yeah. was always like these things happen you go into the house and it follows you around right yeah. like but is it now, just through the house is that if you go into that, into that like the murder house right and then they can follow you wherever but like so she brings them back to chicago and now like they're infesting the, the i think in order to build a franchise you need something to to get that out of of a the house and kind of build it yeah uh through this film i think it's stupid um, I don't like the changing the rules. I think you can actually make um, a better uh, like horror movie that when you can, uh, like actually less is more when it comes yes. to this. That you could actually make a third one and maybe even have it like underrated where it's almost like less is more just set in the house yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, no. I well, mean, and whatever. I would think that like the same kind of thing could happen in the U.S. Like, why not have it be like its own? This right. Was like a Chicagoland murder apartment thing, right. and then you know. Or shit, American Horror Story. Basically, right. the first season is essentially Murder this, House. right? Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. Like, part of me is like, oh, I'm so torn about this because part of me is like, cool, because it's almost yeah, like I'm torn too. It's almost like like if ghosts were a virus, because yeah. now she's like patient zero and she's brought it to well, the US. The reason why I'm torn by it is because it like I love you know me, I love anything that builds a mythology. Yes. And it is building more on top of it and making its own and creating more of a world behind it. However, I think it just does it all wrong. It doesn't and I think it just rushes into doing it too quickly. How about that? Yeah. And so that's the reason why I don't think it works as well as say, you know, all of a sudden something happens and you know they read something they try to like stop it by some kind of spell or something yeah it actually then sets it free instead yes that's a little bit more like something i would get behind than well, like, and it was like just there there it is like a you know virus well and they they tried to with that kayako's mother crap they tried to like 
introduce the aspect of like because she wasn't like but an. Then ex- what's the point? Basically, then later an exorcist. On, if it just goes to Chicago. There's no point yeah. to that with the the mother, right? She was like, yeah. Like, she was like a healer who would take like the darkness out of people, but it had to be contained. So she would use her daughter as the vessel, which right. was like when Kayako is killed. And that just rolled my eyes. In the history of it, that's why her spirit, like, why all this went nuts is because now that darkness was unleashed, basically. Or you just, just have that. Just have her, why can't she just haunt? Yeah. Yes. Or, like, okay, so either, like, either this is a world where all of that magic is part of it. Right. Or it's not. Like, to me, like, there's no other mention of the magic right. because... If you have a way to, oh, this is happening through magic, you need to be able to, like, have a magical way to undo something. Mm. Yes, Some correct. sort of a solution. So now it's magical. And, you're, and yeah. that's why I'm like. But now the only aspect of the magic is that one thing. It's not mentioned again. Right. It has so nothing you to can't, do. It's also like when you, because you really have a hard time when you're like, I have a villain and he's so indestructible and you can't stop it. Yes. I that's hate to me that. what this is. It's like now we can't stop it. Yeah, and they, and like, they well, even say stupid. that you there's have have, no like, way to stop this. And that's usually when you should be like, oh, no, we found a weakness. Which is like then. the opposite because we just recently launched The Quiet Place, which is the opposite of the ending of The Quiet Place. Because and some people didn't like it, but I like the fact that all of a sudden now you know that these these things are unstoppable. Like, you can stop these guys. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, now you have an advantage of them. Like, it shouldn't be where, you know... You have like even Jason gets knocked down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yes. I hate that. Like it's ugh, no. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And again, like there's good parts of this movie, and we will get to it. But I think we should get to it by doing our five questions. Okay. So number one, what's the uh, what's do you think is the best part of the movie? I actually believe the like the way that this guy sets up scenes and the um, the color aspect of the movie heightens the situation of 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 the scene itself right yes so like he actually does a good job of staging stuff and making you feel tensed about stuff yes but the follow-through in this movie never pays off Mm -hmm. but he's really good at kind of of uh, putting you on on edge a little bit right yes yeah through um the color of of the frame yeah. Through the frame itself, through the set design, through the just the tossing of everything in the room, mm-hmm. whatever. The, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I got you. That's okay. my favorite part of this movie, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that's the strength of this actor. I think he's just given an American idea that doesn't blend well with what he's trying to say with the original movies. And that's a shame. Yeah. Also, I just kept thinking, I, on a side note, I kept thinking, why aren't, like, Sam and Dean Winchester just taking this thing out? Like, <laughs> put a circle is, of salt around it, yourself. Right. It's very, you know, what we, we've just, uh, yeah, 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 whatever. So I think What's your favorite part? My favorite part of the movie, honestly, is the time jump stuff. Now, I think it, it's done effectively better in I other movies. Agreed, yeah. But I'm, I'm a big sucker for... Um, I and I have seen it done very poorly too. But like, I'm a big sucker for like, uh, time like being like, oh my god, those were happening at two different intervals. Like uh, bad times of the L, uh, yes, right. Like, yeah. is, is an example of uh, yes. time jumps. Yes, and mean? I think it's great. Like, yeah. I love being like, okay, now we're looking at a different perspective. We're coming at it from this yeah. direction. I don't think this is the strongest example. No, of that, but, but by kudos. Far. 
Yes, but I love the way that he crafts a story like that. And I like that we can tell that in a non-linear way. And like, right. I, I think that it is all, what kept me entertained. Because I was with, there's always some point where it, vocally they come together. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. I'm okay with the O. Henry ending, even though we saw it coming. Yeah. But it also, like, I don't know. You kind of gave that to us a little bit too much. They did. Yeah. 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 But, but no, I... I enjoyed it. I like seeing when things kind of start coming together or like when you see two things happening and you see a character is about to bump into the other one, the person opens a door and there's nothing there and you yeah. realize, oh, these weren't happening at the same time. Right. Like, I typically dig those. But for me, if you're going to do that, do it like Steven Soderbergh in Traffic where you can tell the difference between each tone of the movie like that movie is yeah. three different movies yes but done correctly in an interwoven way these are three different horror movies that do not connect very well except through characters alone yes and that's and it's a shame yeah like i think this is not the strongest example of that yeah. but i still appreciate that that's how they did it me too uh rather than having well, because it's linear. A ch- like it's um it's different yeah do you know what I mean? yeah. uh would you reboot continue or cancel the series Oh, good question. Um, this has potential. Yeah. Like I was saying, I kind of wanted more of, like, if you're going to do the, the family in Chicago, go go crazy with it. Yeah. So if you did it, if, if I were to sit down and watch Garage 3, I would want it to be off the wall crazy. Yes. It's not going to be like that. I just feel like it's not. Right. Uh, cancel for me. Okay. I honestly like. Um, I say reboot, which is going to which it is. I don't know. I'm going to say my own kind a, of reboot. Like I would just like start over with it and almost make it more, like have each movie be its own standalone kind. I of thing. just was going to say that if you're going to reboot it, reboot every movie to where it's different genres of a horror movie itself. So like Grudge yeah. One's a different genre of horror movie. Grudge Two is Grudge Three. They might come all together, you know. Not even, end, not even not that. Even that. Like, I like, think like saying have one in Japan, have one in the U.S., have one in but the would UK. You have, like, would you have three different stories going on, or would you have one linear story? That's the question, because you want to reboot it. Like in each one, yeah. In each one, I would probably still have multiple stories going okay. on inside of one. See, not movie. me. I would have one or, story. Or you could have. It depends. Like depends what the story was. Like if it lends itself to it, go for it. Like, but. I don't think you should have to be confined to that. No, you shouldn't. But there's there's yeah. history of it. But but I think like okay, so if I was doing a Chicago story, if it was just set in that apartment building, like I would do, I might do it more of a linear thing and show people like breaking down, or maybe just do like more like a bad times at the El Royale with that, yeah. one, where it's like it's not heavy, but it's still yeah. going back and looking at the individual tenants or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So sure. Um, yeah, that's too. That's true too. Like, there's it, it seemed like a big apartment complex. Where were the other people at? I wanted to know more about that. Well, and we we see her friend, and we know her friend is super nice. I think that's why they emphasize now her friend is freaky deaky. Yeah, but like, what I'm saying is, where are the other people that yeah. live in that apartment? Because you're like, I, is this is affecting everyone? I don't think they had. I think they put too much time to the Kayako's mother and like getting to that. Right. Whatever, that's why I'm like that. They could have made Chicago it, so much creepier. Go crazy with Chicago. I would almost I would almost have kept this story entirely in Japan and had like a, a different third part Correct. and then have the girl Correct. escape and now it's about the Chicago 
thing in the third movie. There is one... Uh, we forgot to mention the, the scene where the one girl reaches up for her cell phone when she's underneath the desk, yeah. grabs grabs the uh, the foot. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of was okay with that, that, that kind of scare. Yeah. Um, and then there's one in the... Um, in the guidance counselor's office where all the girls, for, like the ghost girls yes, come back. Yes, that was creepy. I hated that. You I did? I thought it was cheesy. I thought it was creepy. Nah, I thought it was cheesy. It The the graphics were not good. Yeah, that's what I mean. The graphics yeah, weren't The good. graphics were terrible. But yeah. I, I thought it was a creepy scene because you don't I, know that the me. counselor has gone there. Not me. So the counselor basically, for everybody who's like scratching their heads, the counselor who's been talking to her, uh, she... Is like she finally says, like, because her friends are missing now, or the two other mean yeah. girls are missing. She says, uh, she says something about like we went there and checked it out, and she was like, "You went into the house," and she's like, "I did." And she's talking, and she says, "Well, they're right there next to you." And so Allison looks, and the other two of her friends who are dead now or ghosts. That part was okay, but when we when we when we went back over to the shrink yeah. lady, I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, they very clearly like digitally. They didn't. They just had her make a face or whatever, and then like digitally edited over her it was to make her look spooky, and it looked cheesy as hell. Yeah. So like that was goofy, but like I think that was a creepy scene. There's the peekaboo, the peekaboo scene too on the bus with Amber. That Jones. was I think That's that was from the original Juon, um, but they cut it out in the American version. Yeah, because we we're like, why didn't they have something like that? And. Uh, then they did it in this one, but they still did it wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, they, they did it wrong. Okay, uh, question three. Uh, yes. Uh, does this film stand on its own? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, I think uh, when you're doing something where it's interwoven uh, stories, it's not supposed to, and um, because you you have questions, and um, and those are the things that kind of are, are intriguing you in the story. And the Sarah Michelle uh, Geller story itself. Why is she in the hospital? What's going on? We don't know anything about her. All we know is that she's related to Amber. I, I think it could stand on its own, but they wanted, to, they wanted to get Sarah Michelle Geller in there. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to sell some tickets. Yeah. It could have it could have stood on its own, but it didn't. Yeah. I agree. Uh, would you, does this make you want to watch the first one? Oh, absolutely not. No. Yeah. Not even Sarah Michelle Geller in it for five minutes no. makes me want to watch the first one. Yeah. No, I'm. I've seen it before and I've seen enough and like this one doesn't well, see, like once, me, this one doesn't make me get fired up to go back and watch it. it you know even the first one I'm just like the first one was fine don't get yeah. me wrong I liked the first one yeah but I never went back to it and I have to ask myself why did I never go back to it and I've gone back to other things would you watch the the J horror one yes because I've seen bits and pieces of it and I think that that's kind of like there was moments when even when you know how you click on something and it says watch the trailer um, and it was it was one of those for the Japanese version, and I was kind of freaked out by it. Yeah, because I think he sets a tone great. Yes. So Agreed. yeah, I probably would. And I I agree. Like the same way, I don't want to see Sarah Michelle Gellar's yeah. anything. I'm not a big fan of hers anyway. Yeah, this movie doesn't. I mean, uh, yeah, this movie makes me want to watch the ori- original Japanese one. Yeah, because I want to know how it originally wanted it to be. Yes. But it doesn't make me want to watch the American. I, you know what? I I like watching uh, the original version and then this like these versions, like the difference between the premonitions, yeah, and, like, probably the rings, yeah, yeah. and just be like, oh, because to me it's interesting, like cultural wise, like what they do 
have to right. change. And like sometimes it's like, well, that's not something culturally our audience would understand. And I get that. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, fuck, no, man, that's too subtle. Let's blow it up, bitch. You know, it's like, yeah. and that's why I'm like, ugh. Okay. Also, did you know Sarah Michelle Geller is not related to Ross Geller? I just wanted to bring that back up. But she is related to Yuri Geller. <laughs> Bend those spoons. Bend, Bend those right, spoons, what's Yuri question? Geller. Yeah. Um, the, that was great. Um, that was great. <laughs> does this, um, some of your experience. Is. is she? I don't know. Maybe. Some of your experience yeah. in two words. Killer filler. Killer filler. It's, uh, or filler killer, uh, or, or filler stiller. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this to me is, I don't like it because, God, this is so hard to explain. Because it's almost sandwiched in between something, it almost feels like it's pointless or it's almost like a breath of air that's just there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I had to catch my breath after being underneath blankets because I was scared, right? Yeah. It's just kind of just there because it's like all of a sudden um, the ending tells you it's going to continue through, you know, this uh, area in Chicago or, or whatnot. So I'm like, I don't yeah. really care. So I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I felt like it was almost, there's there was kind of a pointless aspect to it that I couldn't get past. Uh, I, or maybe I just didn't want to. And, uh, and that's kind of on me and not on the filmmaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just filler, filler killer. Yeah. Or killer or Phyllis Diller. Okay, it's a lot yeah. of words, but in the uh, Phil, Phyllis Diller, I'm going to go with Grudge Match. Grudge Match. Boom. I was waiting for that. So you're waiting for me to say that because I'm not. I thought you were going to take it, but you know me. Um, so no, I say Grudge Match, and because I think that the movie is fighting with itself a lot yeah, of times. It is. Yeah, you're right. It's fighting for like what it's trying to be. Like you have one aspect where it's like, okay, we're going to make it this kind of horror movie. I think like the like the three parts of it again three different movies that kind of wrestle with what the tone of the film is going to be and because they flip back and forth between yeah. them it's hard to gauge um like how that's going to pan out well it's so like some movies do it okay like, yeah. I, and again like i think it's something like cloud atlas right and that's mm-hmm. a movie that's very dividing yes some people love it and some don't but that's a movie where like it skips around and it the tone is so different. Like sometimes you have humor, sometimes you don't, sometimes whatever, but yeah. And sometimes it's jarring because of that. Yes. And sometimes it is tough. Like some sections it's like, Oh man, this does not work as well as the others. I think that happens here. I think there's parts of it. And honestly, like I drag on the Amber Tamblin part, but like if that was a standalone movie or if it was just like, okay, building more of that line of it, like sure. Maybe I would enjoy that more. Well, that's what I was going to say. You could take each one of these three stories. Yes. I feel like each one of these stories didn't get flushed out enough. Yes. And so it's almost like they needed to be three different movies in a way. Yeah. Um, because the because the way that they were written is almost like they were hastily put together instead of put, putting it together correctly. I feel like they wrote three grudge shorts. Right. And then I mean, just like just I'll just this. cut this right here and plop that there, yeah. and then boom, we're we're good. Yeah, and I know more of it went into that. And I don't. I hate to diminish like this isn't the worst movie. Oh, I don't think it is. And I hate to diminish like the the work and the style that went into this because like I think the 
I think what they're trying to do is very like I enjoy it, and I think it's very like noteworthy yeah. that they, hey, you tried it, and some there audiences are some, aren't going to appreciate. There that. are some people that review this movie that I think were way harsh. Yeah, more harsh than it should be. Yes, because there are aspects of this movie where they are going and they're doing the best that they can as yeah. well as like the set. Uh, and the creepiness that goes along with that. Yeah. I just think that there's just, it just doesn't, it it's not glued together correctly. Right. I know? agree. I agree. I think, I think there were some missteps and I think there's some weak, mm-hmm. weak, like structural things with this. Like I really appreciate what they were trying to do. Uh, and I appreciate like the approach on some of that stuff, but I really think it missed the mark. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So there you go. Uh, you've been deuced on the Grudge too. So if you want to watch that, go watch it on Crackle, or you can rent it. Um, you know, watch you it on Crackle to. while you eat a Crackle bar. There you go. Get Crackles, Crackle bars. Yeah, like in the miniature ones, because I'm sure they're oh, yeah. they're all out for Halloween. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, what else are we doing for our Ghost series coming up? Good question. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're doing Candyman. Yes, Candyman. To two. Farewell of the Flesh. Yes. And then uh, White Noise 2. White Noise 2. Look forward to that one. Uh, white White Noise 2. White Noise 2. Something light. I think white it was light. White Noise 2. Um, Becky bitches to the manager. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I think that's what it's called. White me, noise can I two. talk to your manager? This is my White Noise. <laughs> What the hell is the subtitle with White Noise 2? We will figure it out, and then we'll get back to you. But, yeah. uh, you know, folks, where can people find us, Jeremy? People can find us at thedeucepodcast.podbean.com. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Google Play, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, a lot of those podcatchers. Um, you can also get us at uh, the nophonynetwork.com sure. as well as all of our network mates uh, who have fantastic products, uh, fantastic podcasts that you should go out there and listen to. You should. Um, or you can go to our Facebook page um, and find us there. Definitely like make sure you join the group. Uh, we are not the Deuce, uh, the HBO, porn, the HBO porn, porn themed uh, show. So please stop asking. Uh, and then that means uh, you, Bruce. And you can also find us on uh, Twitter uh, at Deuce Podcast. If you like what we're doing, uh, comment. Give us five stars on Apple, iTunes, whatever they're calling it nowadays. Anywhere uh, that you get your podcast, go and review us. If you like what you're doing, what we're doing. If you want to have a hearsay in uh, the movies and want to be a guest to come on get a hold of us on all those podcatchers and all those uh, ways that you can connect with us and uh, we'll have you on the deuce Uh, but for now Jeremy guess what what the sequel is king oh